Welcome to the Her Inspired Journey podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Levesque. I'm here to bridge the gap for women in the outdoors, support families, and roll out your weekly dose of positive vibes. With almost two decades in the health and fitness world and an untamable passion for hunting in the outdoors, my mission is to help you move boldly in the direction of your dreams. Join us here weekly as we talk about fitness and mindset, accountability, as well as all things hunting and epic untold stories. Well, you are all in for a treat today on this episode. I sit down to talk with Kristen Redereth. She is in South Dakota and really one of those people I admire and look up to so much in all things health, wellness, uh, and really taking a holistic approach to um, keeping toxins out of the house and um, working to have a body that really works in your favor. She has been giving so many different um, hurdles and challenges through her life and her health and has really set the bar when it comes to using those things to move forward, using her pain for purpose, as she says. So I'm excited for you to listen in. If you're somebody who's walking through trials yourself, um, have battled with different health issues, or really just had a kind of a miserable 2020, she's somebody that can set the bar high when it comes to perspective, leaning into your faith, and really using um, bad things for good things to move forward. So she is a homeschool mama. She's running a holistic healthcare business. And like I said, I just admire her so much in this space. Um, We also do talk about tips for saving money. She gives her top six strategies for helping you keep more money in your pocket, or even just using that money saved to reallocate for some fun things for your family. So listen in to this awesome episode with Kristen Redrath. I think that you will take a lot of good tidbits and information away. And of course, as we mentioned later in this episode, be sure to click and look at the show notes. There's going to be a lot of good resources and links for you to take what is spoken about in this podcast episode today and to be able to apply it in your own life. Here we go. Wait a minute. Before we jump into this episode today, I want to talk to you about Her Inspired Fitness. If you're looking to get back in shape, regain what you once had, lose some weight, or really just work on regaining your focus and motivation, head over to herinspiredfitness.com. We have some great community blog pages. We have good resources, training tools, recipes, and of course, some of our staple programs to help you get back what you once had or regain your level of fitness. Now we've got core programs, we have lower body and glute programs, we have transformation programs, and we of course always talk about how to maintain and sustain a healthy lifestyle for the long haul. No quick give me's, no magic wands, and no fancy pills to take, just the good stuff that will help you truly implement and take charge of your health and your life. If you want to start living your best life right now, head to herinspiredfitness.com. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Holy cow. So 
Let's talk a little bit about your life and your story, your kids, you got three kiddos, you're married, you live in North Dakota. We'll talk about all of that, right? But I really want to hear just before we dive into that, like if you could sum up the last 12 months in one word, what is it? But before you say what, say what it is, I think so many people are going to be shocked by this because many people are used to hearing this kind of like, uh, snowball of 2020, COVID, the last 12 months, all that kind of stuff. But you have really, really, really thrived. So what would be the one word you use to describe 2020 or the last 12 months? Um, I would say growth. Um, mainly because I really had to step out of my comfort zone in 2020 and make some major pivots. Um, some things stayed the same for us, you know, when you're a homeschool family and, you know, you're not relying on the public school system and, you know, that whole mess of everything with COVID, there were certain things that allowed us to, to make different pivots. But in business wise, I really needed to um, grow as a human and figure out what I wanted to do long term and what direction I wanted to go. And I was um, had some health challenges thrown at me and realized I really needed to lean into that a lot more and be able to help others grow in, in their journey in life, but also um, for our own family as well. So growth definitely for sure, just as a person, as a leader in our family, as a leader in, you know, my business, but um also in just like thinking outside of the box and figuring things out because things were hard and it was hard for everybody um, and really being able to, to help others along that journey has been something that has been super fun for me this past year. So yeah, 2020 was insane, but honestly, it turned out to be one of the biggest blessings for our family for sure. I love that so much. And I know that you have shared that on social too. And you've talked about your story and how it really ended up being a blessing in many ways for you guys. And I really love that because I think sometimes it's really hard to, like you just said, think outside the box and use the situations or hurdles that we have to do good things in our lives. And, and I think sometimes that's just the simple fact of having that perspective shift um, and going from this is happening to me to this is happening for me. And in those opportunities, or I mean, not everybody looks at those as opportunities, but in those trials, sometimes you just have to go, this is here to help me grow. This is here to help me get better and to be stronger and to level up in my life. So I'm glad that it has worked out well for you in that way. And what I really love about it is that you are inspiring other people to have that paradigm shift as well in going how can I use this for good things? How can I use this to be my fuel to really motivate motivate myself to move forward and to you know take things to the next level? So I love that, Kristen, and, the, and that perspective is something that I think you know you lease that out every day. You don't just wake up and you're like, oh, okay, I was feeling good yesterday, so today's going to be another you know awesome day. You really have to embrace that, and it's an effort. It's not just this effortless thing that comes in you really have to practice that, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I sat down to kind of give you a little background of my story, it really like 2020 kind of hit me as a year that I realized I've always had something that mm -hmm. has been 
in my life that has been a hurdle. There's never really been a time um, where it's just smooth sailing, right? And whether, I mean, I grew up with constant health issues and chronic, I mean, I deal with chronic health stuff every single day. And to, to know that, like, I've made it this far. What What is a pandemic, right, at this point in my life? Because I've dealt with so much stuff along the way, I've just gotten really good at figuring things out and realizing that I've overcome so much that adding one more thing isn't going to destroy me. I'm just going to have to figure it out. And that's kind of what 2020 was. You know, I, I had... Um, more health challenges. I was diagnosed with some skin cancer in the beginning of 2020 in February and had to figure that out. And then herniated a disc in my neck after having a hysterectomy and had to figure that out. Like it just was, you know, a lot of stuff, but through it, I'm like, okay, what have I learned and how can I now pass this on to somebody else and help, help it, help them become better through my challenges. And I think, you know, the more I look back at it, the more I realize that all of the the hurdles I have overcome have created who I am and why I am the way I am, why I can get up every morning and make a new day of it and know that a bad day is not going to make my next day. Um, you know, that it can't, you can take things day by day and you can absolutely have a bad day and then turn around and make the next one, one of your best ones. And, you know, a lot of people can, can look at that and say, you know what, even if I can do half of that, that, that would make me feel better. Right. So I just want people to realize that even in the sucky times, even when nothing is going your way, um, this, this too shall pass and it will get better even if it's not right now. So, yeah. So thinking about somebody in the same scenario, right? There's two different people. One of them has been given X to deal with. The other one has also been given X to deal with. But there's a difference between sitting in it and feeling stuck, you know, unpacking, camping out there, and those who have a perspective of moving through it. What would you say if you're in both of those situations, right? You, You can be both people dealing with the same thing as opposed to sitting in it, camping out there, staying locked into that or feeling locked into that problem, hurdle, trial, storm, how do you move through it? What do you attribute that to? Is it a mindset? Is it spirituality? Is it moving your body? Like what things get you through that trial? You know, I think it's a combination, to be honest, um, because I've learned over time that certain things work for certain situations. So, um, take for example, when I was, I herniated a disc, um, about six years ago in my low back and I had just found out I was pregnant. Um, and so I couldn't have an MRI or any sort of diagnostics until I was nine weeks. And I literally did it right before I found out. So I had about five weeks of laying flat in bed until I could have an MRI. And then after that, um, I couldn't have surgery until I was 14 weeks. And so I laid in bed for almost 80 days flat. And at that point in my life, it was my faith. Um, I knew that, that God had told me I needed to slow down and I was running, running, running ragged. I had had issues hanging on to pregnancies and it was like him saying, you know what, Kristen, 
if you're not going to sit still, you want this baby bad enough, I'm going to knock you flat on your back. So mm. you can't, I mean, you have to sit still. And so I knew at that point in my life that I needed to lean into my faith and know that he was going to get me through that, that he was going to, um, you know, give me this baby that I had wanted. And I have her. She's little Kayla Kay. She's five and she is the biggest blessing. She made it through back surgery um, while I was pregnant. And it's honestly, it's a little miracle considering um, my history. So at that point, it was it was my faith. Um, in the past, when I blew up both my ACLs, it was just having a plan. Um, I knew if um, I did what they told me to do and I had a plan that it gave me something to work towards, right? I've always been a worker. I've always been someone who, if you can lay out the plan, I will do the steps and that will get me to the end result. If I do the work, I'll get to the end result, right? Mm -hmm. So now, you know, with my herniated disc in my back or my neck, um, it's kind of a combination. I know that, you know, I have faith that, that God is taking care of me, that I am um, going to be okay, that I will figure it out. But it's also having a plan. Like, what what am I doing on a daily basis to move forward? So, so because I can do some things, but I also think, you know, for some people, um, when we sit and we sulk, you know, which I could, absolutely could have done, in a lot of situations, I could have felt sorry for myself, um, honestly, my whole life. Like, if I'm honest, I could have sat there and sulked in, in everything. I have a lot of issues. But at the end of the day, sulking doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better. It doesn't get me any further to then, you know, where I am. It, it doesn't do anything. And I learned that at an early age when... I broke my leg and um, I just felt super sorry for myself when I turned, I got really depressed and realized that, you know, the more you surround yourself with people who are uplifting and encouraging and you feed yourself good positivity, the better your life truly is. And in in 2020, that's exactly what I did. I really focused on my mindset and who was I allowing to speak into my life? Um, what was I consuming? What was I doing on a daily basis that would set me up for success, whether it's my routines or what I'm listening to via podcast um, and really putting, having that input be positive because the second, you know, I honestly believe that the devil loves to, you know, sneak in and grab you when you're down and try and just, pick at those weaknesses so if I can offset that with positivity then it doesn't give as much opportunity to take over my mindset and to feel sorry for myself so um, I think the biggest thing honestly is just finding what works for you and figuring out a plan and I truly believe that uh, action cures all problems um, and figuring out what that action needs to be in your life and giving you something to look forward to also. Oh my gosh. So much wisdom in all of that. And it's, it's true though, who you, and it's, oh my gosh, it's true for an adult. It's true for an adolescent. It's true for a teenager, what you are surrounding yourself with the influence in your life, whether that's online, whether that's music, whether that's your peers, it, does directly translate to 
where you're going in life, what your mindset is like, the internal dialogue that you have on a daily basis, you know, all of those things are so greatly affected by that. Uh, it's a conversation I've had in my house a lot in this last 12 months. Um, because I think, you know, COVID, uh, specifically where we're at, um, my kids have done school from home. Um, I was already homeschooling my youngest son because he was being bullied on a level I just could not could not send him back to school um, but then I had to pull my oldest out um, so we removed some of like the the you know face-to-face -face influence but that doesn't necessarily mean that that changes because then you go to having, you know, social media be a little bit more prevalent or, you know, computer talking back and forth, messaging, that kind of stuff. And um, it, it really does, even if it's not directly around you, if those indirect things also play a big role in where you're going in life, but also how you feel about where you're going in life, which can be um, hard for people to not take things like perceived expectation or perceived failures because of what they're being influenced by. So that's been a huge conversation in our house too. And I love that even from, you know, a mama and an adult standpoint, like it's true for us, as true for us as it is for our kiddos, you know, to be surrounded by those things. Um, and you spoke about podcasts and your friends groups and, you know, even books that you're reading, those things can really play a big, a big difference. And I don't know about you because you've been in the coaching space. Um, you're a certified nutritionist. Um, you have a, a whole wellness company, which we'll get into in just a minute. Um, but, uh, Shoot, where was I just going with that, Kristen? I just lost my total train of thought. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of those moments for me where I just totally blanked out. That's okay. Um, That's okay. Crap. John's going to have a, a heyday with this one. Um, I don't know what the heck I was going to say. Mindset? Something about mindset? I don't know. Okay, well, Coaching. I think John should just leave this in here because this is this is just <laughs> life. Sometimes you don't know where the heck you're going, but um, I just remembered where I was going. So I've got um, in 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 my experience over the last almost two decades of working with people, um, they can get really like into this place where they start comparing their journey with somebody else's, their results, their progress, their mindset. I mean, all of it, the, the materialistic things as well as the mental things. Um, but in that moment, it's so easy from the outside looking in to say, take action, right? Put your shoes on or make the healthy choice or it doesn't matter if you feel like it, just get going. Like I always say, don't do life based on motivation. But how would you encourage somebody in that space? Because I know people are listening in to this episode today who feel that same thing. Like I know what I should do, but I don't have the desire to do it. What is your recommendation in that scenario to the person who's feeling stuck? Yeah, for sure. So I always tell well, myself, honestly, but a lot of my clients as well is you, anything <laughs> that we truly, truly want, we're not always going to feel like it. And if we make our decisions based on how we feel and not really about, you know, what 
what can we control, right? We can always control what we personally do. We cannot control somebody else's, you know, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, like I can't control how you eat. I can't control how your body burns, burns calories. I can't control how fast you get results, but I can control what my activity looks like, right? So whether it's in business, whether it's in athletics, whether it's your food choices, whatever it is, the only person you can control is you. And if you're sitting there comparing yourself side by side to somebody else, we don't, not a single one of us has the same circumstances, the same body, the same lifestyle, like nothing. We are all unique for a reason. And it's really, really, really easy to compare ourselves in all sorts of things, whether it's the cars you drive or what, um, what job you have or the perceived social media, you know, that, that one kills people. I feel like they just look at people and be like, Oh, they got it all together until you're like, really? No, we, we, none of, none of us do. (laughs) There's not any of us that really do. Right. It's all smoke and mirrors a lot of times. And I think that can really kill people's confidence. But Mm -hmm. I always, you know, what's your plan? Are come up with a plan. If we have a plan and you are doing the work, then that is what you can can control. But if you're not, then you have nobody um, to blame but yourself, right? Because nobody can do it for you. And you know, I think about I think about you know my desire in 2020 to to really grow and to have a different life. Not because there's anything wrong with my life, but because I realized that I had been holding myself back for so long and just kind of sitting in that comfort zone because life is good and I am super thankful and I'm blessed, but I do want more. Like I do want to be able to, to hunt in Alaska and to travel and take my kids all over the world. Like that is a perk of homeschooling because you're not tied Mm -hmm. anywhere. Right. I want to be able to do that, but I knew what, what my current state was, was not going to get me there Mm -hmm. to where I wanted to go. So I made a decision to level up in my life and to, to put together a plan so that I could potentially work towards making that happen. And the same thing goes for if you're trying to get healthier, you're trying to save money, put a plan together, control what you can control, do the work. And the rest just kind of comes, it comes with the work and it doesn't happen overnight nothing that nothing does right but that's the one thing that you can control and I mean I think that's missed a lot of people you know we just sit back and we want things but are you really do you really want it bad enough to do the work absolutely and you have to drown out the fear during the process because I don't care who you are there are always going to be moments in that point where you decide to do better or different when you, with your life that that second guessing yourself will come in or that fear of failing the fear of not being good enough how do you personally move through those moments and I know that um, having that plan and stuff is important but how do you shift that that negative talk that can sometimes come in Honestly, I think coaching and finding a mentor and someone who's done what you want what you want to do has been critical um, for me this last year. I found, you know, a mentor that believed in me more than I guess I believed in myself, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Who saw my saw my capability and saw 
you know, what I wanted to do and helped me lay out a plan. And then on the days when, when I don't feel like I have it all together, when I don't feel like I can do it, um, they're there, right. To, to lay it all out in black and white and say, no, this is really just your brain trying, you know, it's like a, um, fear is, you know, fight or fight or flight, right. That is a, um, a defense mechanism we have in our brain to keep us in the safe and the comfortable. So anytime anything is a little scary, our brain just teaches us to, eh, 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 you know, mm-hmm. let's retract a little bit. Don't, don't go there because I, that's a little bit uncomfortable and we're not wired to be in that uncomfortable space. We're just not, that's just not the way our brains function. But you can train your body to kind of get into that uncomfortable zone and to kind of learn to be a little bit more comfortable there. And, you know, stepping out, I always tell people like you just have to step out a little bit in faith and it's, it's not going to be easy. It is scary. I get it. It is totally scary, but there is no growth that happens in our comfort zone. It just, it doesn't happen. And so when you can find someone that will be there on those days like that's I honestly anybody who wants to make any sort of big health change or a weight loss change like there is there is so much um so much I guess what do you call it like it's just so important to have someone who's done what you want to do knows how to do it and can give you the feedback and the encouragement like coaching is the most underpaid skill I think because that is where all of growth comes in I mean when when you are doubting yourself to have someone that you can say here's how I'm feeling help me right Mm -hmm. and when you have someone that teaches you the skills necessary and the mindset necessary to to help you achieve that growth I mean that's been I truly mentorship and coaching is a shortcut to getting what you want because we, we can only be so motivated right on our own before um, you know, accountability is huge. I personally would not have achieve, achieved the things in 2020 that I did if I didn't have accountability and um, having someone help me to to stay accountable and to know what my goals are and to know where I wanted to go with my health, but also where I wanted to go with my business and where I wanted to go with my family. You know, that accountability is so key to people um, having success. Well, and we live in such an advanced day and age that there's not really anything yet to be done, right? We're we're all just kind of redoing it in our own way. And there's not anything that you probably couldn't learn by spending time with the right resources online. However, you can fast track yourself, your education, your movement, your success by, again, having a, a, a... a sphere of successful people in the places that you want to go. So those mentors, like you were saying, which I completely agree with having that influence in your life. If you want to be this person, hang out with people like this person, not to achieve what they have directly, but to do it in your own way. And those people, because they've already walked trial by fire, can help you streamline that process. I love the idea of having mentorship in your life. And that can be in so many different areas. That could be, you know, finding somebody who lives more like God and you want to pursue your your faith more, you know, having that kind of mentorship mm-hmm. in your life, as well as fitness or business or relationships. Like that is so important to have. 
No matter what kind of adventure you're on, water is always a key element, from the backcountry to car camping to an epic road trip. Making sure that you have clean water is always a must. Sawyer Products makes awesome filters for every application. The Sawyer Tap Filter, which is recently introduced, removes biological contaminants, guaranteeing immediate clean drinking water when you need it the most. Head over to Sawyer.com to see what they have for water filtration for your next adventure. Let's talk a little bit and just kind of shift over to now that we know all of these good things about you and we're getting this picture, tell us a little bit more about what you do and just kind of, you know, who is Kristen on the day-to-day level? Yeah, so obviously I'm a homeschool mom, um, but I'm also nutrition certified and really love just helping people clean up their lifestyle, to be honest. That is my my most passionate topic, I guess. It's something I've always loved to, um, you know, help people with. I was diagnosed with celiac disease after I had my first baby and really realized that, you know, toxin load and the things that I was putting in my body, because in my instance, like gluten and some of the things that I'm allergic to are toxic to me. So, um, I ended up doing a ton of research and realizing that I needed to be much more diligent because of one genetics and, you know, personal, um, conditions on figuring out like what my body doesn't like and getting rid of it and, um, kind of helping others do the same. So my brand gathering health came out of that. I, I was in an area where a lot of people were trying to learn how to cook and, and eat gluten-free and, I was just constantly getting asked all the time, like, what, what flour do you use? And how are you going paleo? And, you know, what are you doing? And so I started my blog originally around that just to help for honestly, kind of selfishly, because I didn't want to have to continually send people stuff all the time when I would get asked. So like, just, it's on the blog, go look at the blog. Um, so that's where it began. And then I took it to Instagram just out of a desire to share, you know, how food and, you know, having higher quality meats and all of that really impacted my body and our story. And it just kind of grew from there. There are so many people who are realizing that they just don't feel good and they're trying to figure out why. And, you know, in that process, I have, I have a lot of pride in, you know, teaching people how to do that in a simple way that it doesn't have to be super complicated that you can simplify your meals and you know eat healthier and you know include more nutrients into your diet and get better quality meat by hunting you know all of those things so that's kind of what I've done and now I've kind of added you know since February when I was diagnosed with um, skin cancer I realized that I, I needed to make this a more whole life thing and not just focus on the food because that's part of it. But we also have a huge toxin load um, just in daily life in general between, um, you know, the things we use in our yard and our laundry detergent and, you know, what is in our, our skincare products and, you know, all of those things. So I just got really passionate about, sharing that as well because of my own personal history and doing a ton of research on why you don't want to use 
Clorox and bleach and all of those things in your homes because of, you know, what it does over the course of 20 years to your lungs. So a lot of people just don't know. And when we know we can do better and that has been, you know, a big passion of mine just in 2020 is helping people just kind of clean things up a little bit. Um, make, make a healthy, healthier choice, swap some, swap some things out in a simple way so that you're not overwhelmed so that they stick and, you know, trying to help them do that in a convenient and simple way. So yeah, that's kind of where it's, where it's kind of turned in 2020 to realize that you can, make natural living simple if you really want to. It's just, I want to be a resource. I want to help people to to make those changes and um, to not feel overwhelmed because I know what it's like to feel overwhelmed. And when you're overwhelmed, you usually do nothing. Mm-hmm. So if I can simplify the process a little bit and help people, um, that's kind of, you know, kind of some of my passion because I've been through a lot. And if I can take these these issues that I've been handed and use them to help others. I know that has been my, my God given purpose, honestly. So, Oh, I love that. And yes, I would agree with that. You are definitely um, moving the needle and helping set the bar for people to, you know, feel better as far as, you know, how they, how they're living their day-to-day lives. Um, And it's, it's kind of crazy because I think when we think about health, there's, a couple things that come up as primary sources for that. One is food, definitely food. There's this big, um, there's this big chatter about healthy food, clean food, organic versus inorganic, gluten free. You know, all of those kind of things. So it's very food based. Um, the next one is fitness, moving your body. People talk about all the time, and I think that there's there's a little bit like there's a space where people think if you eat healthy and you move your body, you know, a certain amount of times for a certain amount of time during the week, then you're good. But there's a lot of other things that come into play as far as longevity, disease prevention, uh, managing genetics and epigenetics and all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of that is coming from toxic level heavy metals, um, pesticides, herbicides, stuff like that, that we're getting in, even if you are eating, quote unquote, healthy or clean food, where's it coming from? Uh, has it had antibiotics? I just recently read um, a statistic that 80% of the antibiotics produced in the United States are for our food sources. So that's either being given to um, animals to either keep them from getting sick or two, they give it to them in insufficient doses because it helps them gain weight. Right. So they're trying to fatten up those food sources. So that's scary in itself, because as you and I know, there's a lot of repercussions to consuming um, animal products that have antibiotics. And this is just one little tiny thing. But when you're thinking about health on the long term, it really does go very far beyond just food and movement. So let's talk about some of those toxic things in the house. I know you were talking about bleach and stuff using different cleaners, but for somebody who's thinking about, okay, gosh, like, okay, I'm trying to move my body. I'm trying to stay, um, you know, keep the food in my health or in my house clean and good for me and I'm trying to buy organic where I can but what else could they start doing you mentioned some swapping what do you mean by that yeah so I mean I always tell 
all of my clients is to make a list of, you know, what are the things that you are consuming or using in your home on a daily basis? And what are you coming in contact with, right? So whether it is, you know, you're, you're consuming, say someone is eating hot dogs all the time. Okay, what can we swap that out with? So you're not consuming a super processed hot dog, right? Like what, what is the swap for that? Or you're, you know, with, with COVID right now, everybody is super, super, you know, Clorox wipes everywhere and spraying, you know, Clorox spray and all of those things. A lot of people don't realize. So the National Thoracic Society did a study on over the course of 20 years on over 6,000 women. And they found that national brand cleaning products were the number one offender on why all of these women who had never smoked a a day in their life uh, were getting lung cancer. So what they found was, and this was published all over the internet, you can look, it was in Newsweek and, you know, everywhere. But what they found was cleaning one time a week with scrubbing bubbles, Clorox, all of those toxic chemicals resulted in the lung damage over the course of 20 years as if you had smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. Wow. And now in 2020, we have, what do we have? We have people who are cleaning their homes more than ever, right? Trying to get rid of all of these chemicals, get rid of all of these germs. And they're hyper aware of, you know, not wanting to get sick. But in the process, what they're ending up doing is, you know, exposing themselves to an overload of toxic chemicals that are, really bad for our lungs, really bad for our children. And we've had more poison control claims than ever, right? So in that process, you you start to think, okay, if I know these are not good for me, if I know this is doing damage, what can I switch them out for? And how do I go about doing that so that I can find something that works just as good that um, I don't have to then worry about that? So I always say, okay, let's not worry about like switching absolutely everything out right now because they don't want you to go overwhelmed, but let's focus on one thing. What is one thing that we can switch out first? And then once we do that and you're comfortable, let's, let's add something different. So for some people it's, let's find some more natural cleaners. Let's get those, that junk out of your home because you have little babies and it's important, right? But for other people, maybe they're using natural cleaners and they want to start, um, you know, supplementing and making sure they're taking a good quality probiotic because they've never taken a probiotic in their life and their gut health is garbage, right? So let's let's swap that out. Let's add that into into your daily life, right? So it's making these new changes, these small habits that we can then add in, so that in the long run you are they're building and compounding on each other and that is honestly kind of how I started right I I was diagnosed had to start figuring out you know my health and made some small changes over time to now being where you know I've made all of them (laughs) a lot of them not all of them but most of them and can help people who are those, you know, 10 steps behind me kind of, you know, make some of those swaps now. So, I mean, I know you and I have both had a lot of similar issues and I look back and I think, you know, when, when my gut was really bad, I didn't really know a lot about probiotics and I had been on antibiotics so much growing up that my gut was just a wreck. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of people don't start thinking about these things until the issues come about. And, you know, I, mine came about early in life, but say you're in your fifties and now all of a sudden your health, something comes up and then we all of a sudden think, oh my gosh, you know, I have to figure this out. The trick is helping people to see that eventually something is going to come up. We, our genetics are there, but our lifestyle is what pulls the trigger on when those things come out. And if we can kind of, you know, go backwards and, and think, what, what can I be doing now to support my health, to make it so that I'm doing as best as I can so that when gen- that it's inevitable that the genetics are going to come out, can I delay those? Can, yes. can I extend you know before those things kind of present themselves because some things automatically will right but other things if we can be preventative if we look at this as more of a preventative thing versus a reactionary okay I now have celiac disease or I now have you know heart disease or you know whatever it is um, thinking more preventative and realizing that our body we only get one body and we really need to take care of it especially if you want to be around for a long time. We're just exposed to so much in our life that what you can control, again, is what's in your home and what you're putting on your body and, you know, exposing your children to. So I always encourage people to, you know, if you what you can control and when you know better, you can do better. So control what you can and then what you can't, you don't have to beat yourself up about because you're doing the best you can. Yes. And the objective should be limiting the exposure to toxic things. So over time, as you just said, if you can just kind of start making those swaps out. And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I look at my under my sink in my bathroom and I go, I have like nine not quite finished bottles of lotion or shampoo Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so I'll go through times where I'm like, okay, I will not buy another shampoo or lotion or whatever until I use all of these that I have. So you can even do that with cleaners. Okay, I've got a few bottles of these cleaners. I'll get through this and then I will think about a natural non-toxic option for my next purchase. So you can kind of do that. Maybe you're in the position where you just throw all nine bottles out and you start again. But, you know, don't feel I don't feel like people need to feel pressure to make us overhaul. It doesn't work to do an overhaul of your life with fitness. And it certainly, you know, isn't the best option for other areas of your life, too. So thinking about making the switch are all, quote unquote, natural products created equal or is there specific things to look for? Well, I mean, honestly, if you run to Target, Walmart, those types of places, you're not going to find a ton um, of natural cleaners, to be honest. Um, you'll find some. The hard part is a lot of a lot of quote-unquote natural ones don't work very well, right? That was a struggle that I had prior, um, you know, probably when I first started. I mean or they were really, really expensive. And we know if you can't afford it, like you can't really incorporate it very easily. So making sure that you're not using um, cleaners that have parabens or sulfates or triclosan or any of those types of things, um, synthetic dyes and fragrances. Like I think about Bath and Body Works and I had a friend who brought me a candle and I lit it and instant headache, like straight up, instant headache same thing happens with their darn 
hand soaps. And I know it's because of that fragrance that's coming out of there because it's just not, not a safe version, right? So making sure you're, you're including, I mean, if you can buy plant-based cleaners, they are obviously biodegradable then. Um, anything that doesn't have a child-proof cap on it, you know, if it doesn't have a child-proof cap on it, it's not going to poison you or your kids. So making sure that you can find stuff like that, um, buying things in concentrate so that they, they last longer. Those are all things that not only can improve your health, but also um, you know, save you money in the long run also. And essential oils are great cleaners. You can make some easy cleaners at home with essential oils just for, you know, spraying on, um, on the counters and that type of thing. Um, there's a ton of resources even on Pinterest for stuff like that. It's just figuring out what you're most comfortable with and finding the brands that you love. And then, you know, you can find a company that has standards that are set high enough that you, you believe in and that haven't been brought, bought out by, you know, Procter & Gamble and, you know, all of those big companies because when that happens, they usually tend to um, go by the wayside. I mean, I used to use Burt's Bees with my babies and they were bought out and now they're slipping all sorts of stuff into their product line and it's frustrating, but um, finding lines that that don't sell out, that are committed to quality, that are committed to non-toxic living mm -hmm. is honestly your best bet because then you don't have to worry. And, you know, that has been another huge thing for me is just knowing that what I'm bringing into my home comes from a company that I can, you know, stay behind and trust and um, know it's not going to harm my family in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. And we could continue to talk about that forever. We did bring you on because I really want to talk about some tips to save money in the house. So we will put some links and resources in the show notes. So wherever you're listening, um, just click on the show notes in there and we will give you some resources for finding good, natural, non-toxic products. But let's shift here just a little bit. Um, you have six tips to help us save money. So let's roll right into that, Kristen. Yeah, for sure. So the number one um, tip for me, and this is um, this is something that I am so guilty of grabbing things as I'm going through the store and it completely overblows my budget. So um, simplify your shopping experience. It's number one. Shop online and pick it up. Do not go into the store. Make your list. Add things to your cart. Do if you can do grocery pickup, that is honestly the best. Don't go to the store when you're hungry, just shop online and find places that you can get all of your things. It's the easiest way for me. I buy a lot of my stuff from um, the wellness company and I just get everything shipped to my door that way. This makes you stick to your list. Uh, you only add to your cart what you need and you're not like impulse grabbing as you go through the store. The second one, um, so I live in a very remote area of South Dakota, and when we lived in North Dakota growing up, I had access to all sorts of stores whenever I wanted, but we're 100 miles from Target and Walmart, Sam's Club, Costco, any of those places. So there's things that we use on a regular basis, and I buy those in bulk. So number two is make a list of the things that you use regular or daily and buy those in bulk. So we make our own all 
almond milk, so cashews, almonds, oatmeal, those are things we use on a regular basis. I buy them in large quantities at Sam's Club and then store them in containers because if I buy them here, it's about triple the amount of cost. So you can save a lot of money. I wouldn't recommend buying everything in bulk because you can waste a lot of money that way if it's not something you use on a daily basis. A lot of people... Um, you know, fall into that trap of, you know, buying everything in bulk at Sam's Club, but then a lot of things kind of go to waste because they don't use it all. So really be mindful of the things that you do absolutely use every single day. Um, number three is one when, um, so I was a special ed teacher prior to moving here to South Dakota and decided not to go back to teaching uh, when we moved because it was middle of the year and we were relocated for Brady's drop. So I, we just ditched some of our expenses and one of them, number three is ditch cable and get outside. Um, we have spent so much more time hunting, being outside with our family because we don't have TV at all. So we've been cable free for seven years and we just use Hulu for the kids when they want to watch something, um, but it's saved a ton of money. So ditch your cable. You're not going to miss it. Honestly, I promise you won't. Number four is eat at home. Um, the average American family spends over $300 a month eating out. And I think honestly, during the pandemic, this has kind of been a, a blessing, right? People could needed to eat at home more with restaurant shutdowns. And now I feel bad for all of these restaurants. So we're like eating out more. <laughs> we're ordering in to kind of support, um, you know, some local businesses. But um, if you have a budget for what you need to, you know, what your grocery bill or what your expenses are in a month, stick to it and make some meals at home. Encourage your kids. We have, um, each one of our kids has a night that they have to help with supper. And so it's been fun to help them plan what they're going to eat. Doing date nights at home, just making a meal together has been such a nice part of COVID and the whole quarantine, I guess, for us. But um, stop wasting money on those drive throughs and all of those things. It does really add up. Number five is if you love specialty things, learn to make them at home. So lattes, kombucha, paleo mayo, like whatever it is that you love that you are spending extra money on for us. Um, this was as simple as learning to make almond milk because almond milk here is $4 for a half gallon. And we go through a half gallon a day between Brady and myself and the kids. So I learned how to make it and I can make it for less than a dollar. So significant savings, same thing with kombucha. I love it, but it's again, $4 a container, like one jar is $4 here. So we each consume one a day. When we figured out what we were spending a month in kombucha, it was like, uh, we might need to rethink this one. It's the same thing as going to Starbucks every day. So you can make a lot of things at home. You just have to, invest a little time in figuring it out. And that's honestly one of the things I love sharing the most with people is how to make some simple things that you love at home to save some money. So you'll find a lot of that stuff on my Instagram as well. And the sixth one is use apps to earn cash back. So um, I mentioned the wellness company. They have one, it's called the marketplace where um, 
you can essentially go in and get cash back on your purchases for shopping at Home Depot or Office Max or whatever, and they give you cash back to use towards like your home purchase, home like uh, supplies, cleaning supplies, product, you know, any of their products. But Rakuten is another one. Um, it's again just for shopping if you're shopping at Under Armour or. Um, Old Navy or any of those places, they literally give you cash back and deposit it into your PayPal account. So all of all of those two options are really great for earning some additional cash back. And the other one is, you know, if you can find a good rewards credit card, I have one um, that gives me a ton of cash back and I just use it as a debit card. So this is not to, you know, rack up a credit card, but um, just allocate the money like you would be using it on your debit card. And as you're purchasing things, transfer the money from your debit card and pay off the credit card. And then you, you rack up either cash back or, um, you know, miles for travel or whatever it is. Do some research there. Find those. There's some incredible options out there to help you. Um, and I could go on and on about how you can save money with hunting. That's another, you know, huge passion, but we will definitely get into that and talk about that at a later time. But here's some, those are my top six, uh, just for any family, it's things that any family could do just to kind of cut some expenses in their home and save some money. Saving money is always a win. And it's great because then it allows you to do, you know, you might usually spend that three or four or five hundred dollars a month on something but once you're saving that put it into um, a special account or a fund for vacation or an out-of-state hunt or you know do something for yourself that you might not usually get to do you're just like you said reallocating the money so I love those six tips those are amazing so many resources we're going to put for you guys including that list of her six tips to save money um, in the show notes so if I can tell you one thing if you want to take pieces of this away and not have to remember or go back and take notes definitely hit the show notes so that you can uh, just tap right into that and start taking action uh, to save money in your house Kristen you are a total gem I can't believe that we finally lined up some time to get on here I know we're both super busy and I appreciate you so much I know people are going to want to reach out to you and pick your brain see what you have in store where can they find you online so you can find me at gatheringhelp.com or at Kristen Redrath on Instagram. Perfect. Well, I have no doubt they will be flooding your way to learn more from you. Thank you again for your time. I can't wait to see what you have going on in the next couple of months and into hunting season. And we will definitely circle back around to do another episode and talk about how to save money and plan some awesome hunts. Sounds great. Thanks so much for having me on. Once again, thank you for tuning into the show. We hope that your cup is full and you're ready to embrace your untamable vibe. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a favor? Help us grow our audience by sharing your favorite episode on social media, sending the episode to a friend, and leaving us a review online. We love to hear from you. One more thing, be sure to press that subscribe button and never miss a weekly episode. See you next week.